you're launching a new offer. Your emails are sending subscribers there. Your link in bio is sending followers there. Your website banner is calling readers there. And your funnel ads are directing leads there. They are all headed to one place, your sales page. And what they read next will literally shape the trajectory of your launch and conversions. So let's dive in to why your sales page isn't converting and the do's and don'ts to fix it. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. It's easy to think of all the other pieces you need to create and launch a new product, program, or service, and let your sales page sit at the bottom of the list. And it's honestly one of the most frequently repeated mistakes that I see from businesses. Instead, what we want to do is prioritize the development of this page and all the marketing assets that lead them there at the same level as the product or service that you're creating. It has high stakes, it deserves high attention. So we're gonna go through today the top do's and don'ts of your sales page. And I'm gonna rattle them off, give you my best tips and advice. I hope you have a notebook or you're able to come back to this episode and write down your key takeaways so that you can implement them on current sales pages that you have running and tweak and optimize for better results or upcoming sales pages that you're going to craft and create. So the first thing here is I want you to avoid mix and match messages. So the top 10% of your sales page of any page is called the hero section. This is the above the fold copy if you picture a newspaper, for example. And this is the first place your reader's eyes will land when they come to your sales page, even your website or a landing page, simple opt-in. And what we wanna do is make sure that the top 10% of your page always matches where your ICA just came from. This looks like if you're sending somebody through your funnel and they're going from a Facebook or an Instagram ad and they're clicking on something that piques their interest and then they go and they land on your sales page, you wanna make sure that whatever message that you had, whatever promise you were giving and whatever key ideas your copy had in that initial ad is following through and there is a thread linking your customer journey from that ad onto the sales page. If they read about a specific promise, message, et cetera, in the ad and then land on the sales page that's talking about something different or maybe that key message is halfway down the page and they don't see it yet, you're going to likely have a lot of bounces and confusion from the reader and that just has them close the tab and 
continue on their journey, scrolling away and landing on somebody else's page later. So what we want to do is make sure that every stage in our customer journey, your message is matching. This will reduce bounce rates and it might mean having to duplicate a couple of pages and just create slightly different top portions. So you'll often see this in say an evergreen funnel where if you have a course for something, you're running an ad to a free or low cost lead magnet, And then the next page, the tripwire might be for the full course, or you might enter them into an email sequence that then goes to the full course. What you want to make sure is that this is a very specific customer journey for where they began, the stages you walk them through, and then now the page that they're landing on. So oftentimes, instead of sending them to your general program page that you might have linked on your website, we're going to adjust the top 10, 15% of your page and make it relevant for that specific reader and then leave the rest of the page the same. Number two, speak to one reader. So you might be experiencing low conversions on your page if you're trying to speak to too many people or you're unclear about who your ideal client truly is. So what we want to do is make sure that your offer is very specific for one individual, because when you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one, right? We want to get ultra clear on who you're talking to and call them out with specifics that are relevant to them, their circumstances, their life. And a lot of this comes down to using voice of customer research. And if you listen to the recent episode about how to write conversion copy, definitely tie that in to every piece of copy that you have in your funnel, including your sales page. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It's two episodes ago, and it will give you so much insight into how you can conduct your own voice of customer research and use that data to inform who you're speaking to. And this goes beyond just giving generalizations in your copy and actually using quotes and copying and pasting phrases from your readers so that they really feel seen and heard. And I believe that that's the true goal here is making sure that we can come to our readers at their level, whatever that is, and really communicate to them like we're a friend sitting, chatting over coffee and able to understand what their big goals are, what their struggles are, their hopes, dreams, desires, and talk to them in a way that's ethical, that's relatable and that really just gets to the heart of it and what our offer is there to provide for them so that they can either self-select into the offer or disqualify themselves from it. That's the goal is making sure that people can decide whether or not they are a right fit for the offer. Now, number three, your copy might not be relevant. And this commonly happens when we lead with our own outline of what we think readers want to hear about versus what the research and voice of customer data says. So pulling on from number two, I want you to really think about what perspective your copy is coming from. Is it coming from your perspective, what you think people need to hear, what you think is great about your offer, or is it coming from where your reader is right now? should be the latter, right? And that's a transitionary process that we need to go through as we develop our own copy and marketing skills. But it's so, so key because it allows your reader to immediately see themselves, immediately be drawn in and be interested in what you have to say. So if people are hopping off of your page early and you're seeing a lot of bounces, it could be as simple as they're not hearing what they need to to stick around. So instead, let's focus on giving them a reason to keep reading. 
Let research sit at the core of your messaging and then lean into their phases of awareness. Again, all covered in that recent episode. So if you're asking somebody to buy when they don't know that there are solutions yet to their problem, there's going to be a disconnect and they're going to leave. What we want to do is talk to them where they are right now, give them value, build trust, build ourselves as an authority, and then nurture them into the next phase of awareness. And this also comes into play with identifying where your readers are in their journey in your funnel. Like, are they coming from an ad that was sent to a cold audience or is this retargeting ad to your warm audience? So really starting to hone in on their exact point in their journey and what they're needing right now so that you can support them with that. Number four, give your readers a reason to keep reading. Are you giving them a reason to stay? The purpose of every line of copy is to get your reader to read the next line. So have you communicated clearly your big promise? That's going to be the first point of this and actually ties in with number five I'm going to go into in just a moment. So first, we want to make sure that that big promise is communicated and you don't necessarily have to communicate that as the first heading in your hero section. Sometimes that's a good way to go and sometimes it's a different angle you need to take. But overall, on the page, it should be evident early on what that promise is that you are leading people to. And then secondly, you want to make sure that every line of copy has relevancy to your reader, that you are giving them a reason to continue down the page with you. Number five, don't have a vague, non-existent or unclear value proposition. So this comes back to that big promise, right? You want to make sure that readers can clearly identify what you do and how you do it differently to others. Not just how you do it, but how you do it differently. That's your unique value proposition, is what are you offering that is different to your competitors? And this doesn't mean you have to be reinventing the wheel on something, but it does mean that you need to have an individualistic take on it. So I really want you to think about every single you offer that you have and identify what is the unique value proposition? What is the elevator pitch? If you had to sum it up in just 30 seconds or less or one or two sentences, what would that be? Is it clear? And you can do reader tests and see what is the takeaway message that other people get. Have friends, have family, don't give them any context, have them go and read your page and see what is it that they think that you're promising coming out of it. If it's not clear, that's okay. That's just time to go back, revise, tweak, and optimize. Number six, not backing up your ask with social proof. So if you are asking for the sale, the conversion, the opt-in, whatever it is, and you don't have social proof or testimonials there to back it up, you're going to have lots of drop-offs because you're asking people to believe in something without seeing that it has worked for somebody else, right? How often do you look up a new restaurant that you want to go to and the first thing you do is go and check out the reviews? What are other people saying about it? And if other people are saying it is the best taco truck in town, you are on your way there. And if they're not, then you're second guessing and probably looking up an alternative. Put testimonials next to your calls to action with intention. So what I like to do is make sure that the call to action is lined up intentionally with a testimonial that reinforces that area, that point, promise, etc. on that part of the page. So if I'm on the sales page and I am talking about right now the ROI somebody can get from my offer, 
I am going to use a testimonial next to that call to action where somebody is talking specifically about the ROI wins that they had from that offer. If I am maybe further up the page where I'm not yet talking about return on investment, but I'm talking about the possibilities, the benefits that can come from this and the big vision wins that somebody's experienced, that transformation, I am going to use testimonials, screenshots, video from past clients where they are talking about this big transformation from their pre to their now where somebody can start to visualize that same transformation happening for them too. So what we want to avoid are two things here. We want to avoid having no testimonials at all, no social proof at all. And that's a whole nother conversation for how to start building that and growing that. But there are ways that you can do that even in the beginning of an offer. And number two, we want to make sure that then when we put testimonials and other social proof on the page, that we are using it with intention to back up and cooperate our story in different parts of the page and what we're talking to. If you're tired of doing it all yourself and you're ready to put your next sales page up with confidence, the Casey Copy Studio is here for you. We serve women-led business owners in developing research-backed brand messaging and personality-driven copy, so every piece of your copy is strategic and ready to resonate with your readers. And we're now booking a limited number of spots for Q2. Or tap the link in the show notes and it'll take you right there. Okay, let's jump in here with number seven, lack of a guarantee. Now, this one scares off a lot of people, but it has the potential to really double down on conversions while still protecting you and the customer. I recommend doing this wherever possible and as it fits in with your specific products, but essentially this is where you're saying, hey, if you buy my course, if you opt in for X, Y, and Z, I have a guarantee that you will be able to X in such amount of time. And if not, what's the guarantee? Are they getting their money back? Are they getting additional support for free? What is that offer that you're willing to put your name on and say, I believe in my offer so, so much that I'm willing to say, if it doesn't work out, this is what I'm going to do for you because that rarely or has never happened in the past. This is a huge opportunity for you to tell your reader that you believe in it so much. And when you're willing to back it up like that, it instills trust and confidence in them. Now, obviously, if you instill a guarantee, you need to be able to back that up. So think long and hard about what that could be and how you can create a guarantee that both protects you and your customer. Number eight, your page is either too long or too short. And just like Goldilocks, it is so vital that your page is just right. I am so frequently asked, what is the perfect length for a sales page? And nobody usually likes the answer because it is so, so individual to the customer, their stage of awareness, where they're coming from, what the offer is, what the price point is. And that all informs essentially how long it takes to get your reader from point A, where they are right now, to point B, being a customer and opting in. That is the perfect length of any piece of copy. It is however long it needs to be to take them from point A to point B. So if you are trying to rush a sales page and go through it quickly and you're really just like going over, okay, here's my promise, join now, here are the benefits, here's what you get inside and a call to action, 
it might not be enough, especially if you have a higher ticket product. So what you want to make sure is that you are coming back again to those stages of awareness, speaking to your customer where they are, and then allowing them to go through the phases of awareness down your page until they are ready to opt in. On the flip side, if you are offering way, way too much information, story, side tangent, side tangent, side tangent, people are going to drop off. So one of the mistakes people make on the sales page, this is a side tangent to this tip for you, is starting to pull in sub promises, sub ideas, because you feel like if you just tell your reader about more, 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 all the million reasons why this offer is for them, then they've got to be convinced, right? But what that actually does is confuse the reader on the page. It seems wishy-washy. It seems like you're all over the map. That's why we want to come back to that one clear value proposition, that one big promise, continue to hone in on that and strengthen that promise further down the page and stop when it is time to stop and give somebody the choice, the time to make that final decision for themselves. Number nine it might actually be hard to read. And I'm talking really specifically about the actual design and the aesthetic of your page. And design and copy truly go hand in hand. What you want is to create a space for your reader to land on that makes it effortless for them to read, right? You want to make the process easy because the easiest thing for your reader to do is stop reading, That's the absolute easiest thing is for them to close the tab, hop off, continue on with their day. So if your design is clunky, if you have big, thick paragraphs, one after the next after the next, if the colors are garish, any number of reasons can make your reader feel like it's too straining, too much work, too much effort for them to continue down the page, even if this is a subconscious thought, right? What we want to do is make it effortless, make it easy, and make it a seamless experience for them. So we want really clear, nice, easy to read design. And a lot of this comes into playing with the white space on the page. So making sure that there's a lot of room for your eyes to breathe so they don't feel exhausted. Like how can you give your readers a small break here and there? How can you pull their attention to the next heading, the next section without bombarding them with long blocks of text? And this also boils down to keeping it skimmable. So making sure you have really clear headings throughout because most readers are not going to read every word on your page. They're going to skim and they're going to, when something catches their eye, read more in that section and then move on to the next one. So keep it skimmable, have headings, have teardrop eyebrow copy, have subheadings that pull people in and make your body copy quick and easy to digest as well. Number 10, you got too attached. So you might have drafted up all of your copy or had a copywriter do it for you and thought, I put either my energy or my finances into this project. There's no way I'm going to go and chop and change anything on it. And I'm not advising you do that right away. But if you've gotten so attached to what's on the page that you don't want to get rid of it, even if it's not working, that'll hold your page back. So I want you to be open to cutting revising, changing, and adapting your copy as needed. Because again, like I mentioned in our conversion copy episode, it is so much about optimizing, refining, and continuing to develop your brand message and your copy along with your product evolution. 
Number 11, you haven't written the copy on your checkout page. And this might seem like a total left field one, but trust me, so many drop-offs in a funnel actually come from the checkout page itself. So people have been intrigued enough to go through your sales page. They click on the button to go buy, opt-in, etc. They land on the checkout page and they have a moment and this comes from like the psychology of pulling out your card and about to spend money where their brain is saying, is this what you want to do? Is this a good decision? And they're starting to run through scenarios in their head. And if your checkout page isn't tweaked for conversions, then you're probably going to lose some customers on this page. Use this space to place strategic testimonials, social proof screenshots, to reiterate your value proposition, and always offer an order bump. That is where on the checkout you have, okay, you can hop into this course for $3.97, and if you want for just $57 more, you can also get this resource, which is my go-to X, Y, and Z piece to help you do something related to what the main course offer is. Offering an order bump is one of the easiest ways you can increase your bottom line and increase the lifetime value of your customer. So don't overlook that and make sure that your checkout page really continues the customer journey. So basically what we're doing here is tying a nice bow on the end of the journey that they started when they came from that ad we talked about earlier, right? So looking at where they came from, where they landed on the sales page and where they're going to the checkout page and even beyond that into their confirmation emails, onboarding sequence, what happens to them when they actually become a customer. That's a whole nother topic for a new episode, but remember that the journey doesn't stop as soon as they buy. You wanna make sure that you're not just instilling trust in the sales process, but reiterating that trust afterward and reminding them why it was a wonderful opportunity and decision to actually jump in on that offer and go with you, okay? So number 12 is to continue that customer journey and confirm that they made the right decision by having nurturing value-driven onboarding emails that come afterward. You can check in with them throughout their learning process, depending on if you have a course, a product, or if you are working with them one-on-one. Make sure that you have touch points to check in with your customers and they don't feel forgotten. They know that you're there for them every step of the way. Now, we've gone over a lot of quick tips for you today, and I'll recap them for you now so you can keep this in mind as you're drafting your next sales page and revising it. Number one is avoid mix and match messages. Number two, speak to your one reader. Number three, your copy needs to be relevant. Number four, they need to have a reason to keep reading. Number five, make sure that you have a clear value proposition. Number six, use social proof to back up your ask. Number seven, consider including a guarantee. Number eight, make sure that your sales page length is just as long as it needs to be to take people from point A to point buyer. Number nine, don't make it hard to read. Create a designed page that allows people to skim through and easily go from one section to the next and the next. Number 10, Don't get attached to your copy. Be open to cut, revise, and change. Number 11, write your checkout page like a sales page. Number 12, continue the customer journey afterwards. And if you're looking for support writing your sales page, email, or website copy, reach out to the KC Copy Studio. 
We are here to help you craft conversion copy using research, using voice of customer data, and making sure that there's strategy backing what you're doing. Hop over to crystalchurch.com or to the show notes and inquire about your next copy project and have a beautiful day. I will see you next week. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please head over to leave a review and subscribe to the Freedom Found podcast. It means so much to our growth and being able to reach and support more business owners like you. And if you enjoyed today's insights and would love an opportunity to sit down one-on-one with yours truly, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories with your biggest takeaway right now. Every four weeks, we're choosing a listener just like you to hop on a free coaching call together. The next one could be you. Have a beautiful week and I'll catch you next time.